this is Chris. You're listening to the Dad Raging Podcast number 32. Uh, before we get started, I just want to thank Poddington Bear, who is the artist behind most of the music that you listen to on the Dad Regime. His work is courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org under a Creative Commons licensing, and what a, an awesome resource that is. Hey, if you know any artists who you want to... Um, spread the word for or, or, or let us know um, we'd, we love getting local acts to um, to finish our shows and uh, feature whoever we can so um, send on the information I've got Simon with me today we're gonna have a we're gonna have a chat but um, before we do I'm, I'm hoping that you're gonna uh, indulge me a little um, because it's it's been uh, a week of reminiscing for me. Because you, Simon, and I have actually recorded this uh, the day before Aretha Franklin's death was uh, was made public. And since then, I've been thinking all week about that uh, 1980 film, The Blues Brothers, and the profound impact it had on on my musical listening journey. I can't but get this image. Uh, out of my head there's this uh, in the opening scene of the Blues Brothers film Jake's standing silhouetted by light as the uh, the jail doors open and Albert King's She Caught the Katie just starts playing in the background and you can probably hear it now uh, just it still gives me goosebumps when I see that scene and hear that song and I'm only exaggerating a little when I say that that scene launched a musical inquiry for me that lasted decades. Uh, watching that movie for the first time, I had no idea who I was seeing on the screen. No idea that these were legends of, of rock and R&B. But I soon found out because I was just so intoxicated by that blues sound. It turns out that the Blues Brothers film is kind of like a starter's guide for rock and R&B history. It seems as though every person on that screen has made some weighty contribution to popular music. Whether it's Cab Calloway or John Lee Hooker, James Brown, Ray Charles, they're names that are probably familiar to you, but if you took a moment to Google Alan Rubin, or Steve Cropper or Matt Guitar Murphy, you'd see that the, the band members in that Blues Brothers band is probably the greatest collection of session musicians that's ever been assembled. I mean, if you've listened to, to popular music at all, you've heard these people play their instruments. They're in thousands and thousands of, of uh, recordings with some of the greatest, uh, most listened to tracks of all time. But there's this one scene that as a kid I just played over and over and over again. And they're in her least glamorous role as the owner of a, a diner Getting left by her partner for the CD, Jake and Elwood, is Aretha Franklin. And now when I watch that scene these days, it doesn't really stand up for a whole lot of politically politically correct reasons. But hearing that for the first time, uh, I'd never heard anyone sing like Aretha Franklin. It didn't even seem possible that someone could sing that way. And then Aretha Franklin's Greatest Hits was the first album uh, by a female that I ever bought. Because like most young boys growing up, I secretly wanted to be a rock star. 
and I idolized Mellencamp and Springsteen and and the, the the great male rockers of that era. But Aretha Franklin was the first artist that I didn't want to be. I just wanted to listen to because she was just so freaking awesome. And now, as a kid, there were lots of things about that Blues Brothers movie that were lost on me. I didn't get what neo-Nazis were. And I didn't understand that it was a tribute to the contributions of African-American musicians to American culture. And I don't really recall how old I was when I watched it for the first time, but rest assured I was too young to be watching it. And let's be honest, the, the Blues Brothers movie taught me to swear. Uh, and if I was writing this as a blog, I'd probably end this with something corny like, that the movie also taught me a few other things, like if we're using a royalty metaphor that the blues is king and Aretha Franklin's queen. But I think uh, it doesn't need anything corny to end on. I think we've, we've lost someone special. And that's about all we need to know. Friday night we have movie night. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we get home and have dinner and then we um, we've got you know uh, media room and we all get a, a bowl of lollies or something and yeah. sit down and watch a movie and we all take turns to pick the movie and usually Thomas has you know three standard ones that's like we watch Star Wars again yeah yeah we watch Cars again yeah. again um. But we've, we've watched so many movies now that, you know, we some of us struggle to find something new. Because yeah. I always like watching something new. I can't stand watching yeah, you know, the, the same, same thing thing. over and over again. And, um, and so we've been going on to IMDb and using the parents' guide. Yeah, Have okay. you seen? There's a, there's um, a, no? So when you go into IMDb, one of the, um, the listings is a parents' guide. And so people can contribute information uh, about a movie about its suitability for, yeah. for children sometimes it's really really enlightening like it's like oh oh yeah gee that's pretty that was a dark scene wasn't yeah, it yeah, yeah no, that's not oh no that's, yeah. that's not opening scene of Finding Nemo yeah uh, and sometimes it's like um, there was a woman and from a particular angle you could see some cleavage <laughs> <laughs> or um, there was an insinuation that two people may or may not have had sex at some point. <laughs> because they had a child. Yes, because they were seen in bed together. If fully clothed. Fully clothed. But the insinuation was there. Um, and there's always lots of um, you know, profanity, you know, so it doesn't list shit and fuck. It's more like, you know, damn. And yeah, hell. Yeah, so hell. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's always really interesting to read, but we found it really valuable in remind. You know, there's so many movies you see and you're not sure what's appropriate yeah. until you watch it again, but you don't have time to screen every movie. And so that parent's guide has been really, really handy. Um, but Thomas has started watching Power Rangers. Yeah. It's the best. 
<laughs> it's so good. Okay. It's it's clean. Yeah. Um, there's a moral every time. Like it's like and it's, it's still simple. Quite cheesy. It's cheesy. Yeah. But it's tongue in cheek cheesy. Yeah. They know they're taking the piss. Yeah. Um, the action scenes are awesome. And it's just it's like the is this per- Thomas's pick on a the- Friday or yours? <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect kids TV show. Yeah. It's awesome. And now I'm like I need more of that of kind of stuff. This sort of thing. There's there's heaps of Power Rangers. Um, series but I'm like more of this how do you pick what's appropriate for your son to watch yeah it's it's a tough one because the age old thing of boys will be boys Mm. you know you do find they are naturally inclined towards you know Jude's now into the Ninja Turtles yeah yeah doesn't watch a lot of Ninja Turtles (laughs) um, but just the imagery of it yeah, right. It means a lot to him. You know, yeah. He thinks they're cool. And again, he's always asking who's the favorite and which one do you like? And um, and yeah. you can't have the same favorite as him, right? No, that's right. Yes. No, you're not so everyone's going to have a different favorite. That's one. right. Yes. And more often than not, he will tell you which one's your favorite. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're very conscious at the moment with him being three, impressionable. He's at that stage where the boys can get a bit hands-on. Yep. At daycare, yeah, um, they're learning all these new little techniques for dealing with each other. You know, you're not my best friend. Where you're never coming to my house. Where you're not coming to my birthday. And we're not best friends anymore. And it's amazing how quickly they pick it up. So we're at for us at the moment in terms of monitoring that. It's more from a violence perspective. Yeah, as in we don't want things to be a bit you know too rough. Mm. And we did find there was. It's hard to judge whether it's a spell he's going through or is it what he's watching yeah so he's recently we've recently just sort of allowed him to start watching a few things on netflix on the ipad so um we don't really have limits in terms of time but we try to make sure that we have family time in the morning when we're having breakfast and then once we've all had breakfast together and the shower time is occurring for my wife and then i and we put something on for him and it was always abc kids yeah but, you know, it's getting a bit past that. And so we he was watching some Iron Man yeah, cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know whether they were the Lego versions or... And I don't know, we sort of found that for a, a couple of weeks we were being told about him being a little bit hands-on at the daycare yeah. and a bit rough. And, and yeah, we talked about it. We said, well, you know, is it maybe just something developmentally he's gone through? Is he watching others doing it? Or is it through that? And we did actually tell him that we weren't going to watch Iron Man anymore and it stopped <laughs> so but then he's he's also got he's very much into the concept and the idea and the imagery of Batman yeah. with again without having really seen too much loves the Lego Batman movie yeah which I don't know if that's on your Friday night movie list but it's, it should it's, be because it's, it's, it's been several, awesome. several times yeah. several showings <laughs> we're at the point now where I'm getting a bit tired of it first few times I watched it I thought it was oh, fantastic yeah. so funny so well written um and so he likes that and doesn't really watch too much other batman we recently hired a, a, a dvd from the library he goes to the library every week with with my wife and they get three books in a dvd and it was a batman it was batman it was an animation but i think it's an animation based on one of the 60s movies right and they've used the same audio 
So it's oh, um, Adam West and Burt Ward oh, no and Julie Newmar as Catwoman. Yeah, and the the animation is exactly the same. So he's in the grey suit yeah. with the black cape. Yeah. Um, and the Joker looks exactly like is it Cesar Romero? Uh, I can't yeah, remember the guy's yeah. name. Yeah. And all the same voices. So I thought that was fantastic. But even within that, you've got the the sort of mock punch-ups. Yeah. You never pow, kapow, kapow, thwack. Yeah. yeah, you never actually see that. But I watch him whilst he's watching, and you can see his eyes sort of darting, and he's he's watching what's going on in the fight scenes. I think, oh, this is a bit. So that that's our biggest challenge. I think is just making sure it's not too not too much violence, really, because I don't mm. want him to take it on mm. and follow it. Not so much with the language. Yeah, no, I can give or take the language to be honest. Yeah, and I think, you know, we've had our own incidences where he's already sworn. Dropped an F-bomb. He's dropped an F-bomb <laughs> already when he was on a swing one day. He was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, fuck. Oh, i got to deal with that one. I was the only one in the park with him. That was great. <laughs> My responsibility. But it, even with that, you know, that comes back to music. You know, there are times we listen yeah. to music and there's yeah. swear words in it. I just don't sing them out loud when I sing yeah. that chorus to him, so... It's it's more the violent side of things, I suppose, that we try and monitor with him. So, mm. would you find the same with Thomas being a bit yeah. older? Yeah, yeah. The one, the one sort of golden rule that I'm leaning towards with all of that stuff, and have sort of wasn't a conscious thing, but when I reflect on it, it it's been the case. I want, um, I want it to be clearly something that's not real. Yeah, yeah, and like, so there's yeah. a clear distinction between this is not. This, this can't possibly exist. This yeah. isn't a po- this isn't a possibility that you're going to run into that you can act out that you and can deal with. Yeah, yeah. This is completely uh, unreal. Um, interestingly, he recently started taking a real fascination with um, like Egypt and tombs and yeah. and this sort of stuff. And he went to the library and borrowed a book. And um, our uh, wonderful librarian actually said, "Oh." Thomas, this book's probably a little bit old for you. Are you sure you want to you wanna borrow this book? And he's like, yes, yep, 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 yep. It's even okay. more of a sell to yeah. someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yes, is a bit old for you. Yeah. Well, 100% I want it yeah. now. <laughs> um, and there was one picture in it of this uh, guy who had lost an eye. Like a, It was like a, a painting. Yeah. Um, but it was a fairly realistic painting mm. of a, uh, a king who had lost an eye. So he's a pretty creepy looking guy. Yeah. And it's one of the few times where he's really gotten scared. He didn't want the book in his room anymore, yeah. like, he's, and because it was, it was real. It yeah. was, it, it was a real, uh, it was a real thing. And because I'd been telling him about well, the the pyramids, are real. These are r- you know real tombs. These are places that you can actually no, go to. Really so right. there was a reality to it. Whereas Power Rangers, like, there's nothing in that that's yeah. that's possibly no, even the know, monsters re- and everything remotely real. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's kind of always been my little like there's a, a distinction between what he's seeing what and could, reality. What could not happen. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always interesting, you know, and it, it makes me, you know, being a, a parent has been just totally, well, it's been eye-opening from the word go. But, you know, you learn things that you'd never acknowledged when you were a kid. Yeah. You know, things that you never thought were relevant or you may have thought they were relevant and you've completely forgotten about them. And obviously our, our children will hopefully do the same with some of those yeah. those things. But it's not until you've had your child that you go, oh, yeah, that they have to go through that at some point. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Or you may remember it as a child. You know, you're talking about um, the, the, the face in the Egyptian in the book. I remember vividly as a, as a kid, not me myself. I remember my cousin 
being terrified, which is completely correct, of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Um, and I just remember the story that my mum told me that my auntie, then her sister, had called the local cinema because they had a poster outside the cinema for whichever, whatever whichever iteration of the one movie, of the yeah. movie it was. And it was a picture of him. And again, you know, my cousin was six, seven, eight, maybe at that point. I had no idea what the concept of the movie was, but it was a man with a clearly burnt and deformed face. face. And, uh, and it and just well, it, it seeped into his nightmares, which yeah. is actually yeah. the whole concept yeah. of the movie anyway. But well, but I remember I remember seeing that the first time, and that yeah. did freak me out. The yeah. whole idea that it's actually when you're asleep that that's when you're yeah. going to get killed. That was that was a freaky movie. So I um, never really. Well, the one movie that did get me was Aliens, the the sequel yeah. to Alien. So I've never seen them. Never seen them. Never seen any of them. No. Mate, I'm missing out. Well, put that on your Friday night movie list. <laughs> there we go. Well, we need to, you know. We 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 consistently find just stuff on Netflix. Yeah. We just find the next new thing, and there there are so many fantastic yeah. things on this. So many great TV yeah. shows and series that have been well produced. But um, yeah, you sort of get to a point and go, well, there's all that stuff that I just haven't seen, and I'm kind of missing out. And, yeah. Um. I got a, a friend and his wife um, back in the UK and she's been posting recently on Twitter that they got to a bit of a point with Netflix where they were doing the same thing, just yeah. new TV show, new TV yeah. show, and you just, you end up watching the same kind of TV shows because yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. Netflix does yeah, to you. It just recommends the it same It just recommends, thing. oh, how about you watch another gritty cop crime drama where there's a detective <laughs> and a body found in the forest <laughs> or a documentary about someone who killed his wife and didn't kill his wife. Um and so they've gone on to think it was IMDb, maybe top 100 movies, and they're making their way backwards from yeah, right. backwards. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's cool. So each, yeah. each day or every couple of days, she posts up on Twitter yeah. what they were on, and, you know, and they've just said, we're going to try and get them, whether they be Netflix or whether we've got them on a hard drive. And even you know, the other day, she was like, number 92, Titanic. You know, nobody wants to sit and go, oh, well, that, let's, let's just go straight to 91. No, let's do it properly. <laughs> Um, and that would be a, I think that would be a great idea a good way to go around and make sure you've yeah. you've seen them all yeah. yeah yeah Aliens got me yeah yeah it gave me the heebie-jeebies there's a scene uh, there's a um, they find a little girl who's been you know lost in the space station and left there because everyone else is dead and yeah. the xenomorph rises out of this water behind her and it was I, I, I could still like I'm still picturing her <laughs> uh, and yeah I remember for a couple of weeks that it was like yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember how old I was. 13, I 12, 13. My first vivid memory of being scared was the child catcher in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> yeah. Just that, where he comes out with his truck and he's like, lollipops. And I need, there's a scene where they're hiding down in the basement and there's a beautiful circular window and he appears like upside down. He like yeah, creeps yeah, downwards yeah. and his head appears. And it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't until about the age of, 30 probably so not so long ago that I watched the movie and realised I'd never seen the last 40 minutes or whatever however much longer is after <laughs> I'd, I'd been aware of there being longer yeah. but I'm pretty sure as a kid I must have just started and left it at that point because I just couldn't cope Yeah. to the point where I didn't realise until I was 30 years old that <laughs> it's all a story that Dick Van Dyke tells his kids in the car that day yeah. eventually I watched it and went Oh my oh. God, none of that happened. 
So my parents obviously didn't have the same uh, movie <laughs> plan for me in terms of, you know, let's make him realise things can't happen. They can't fly in a car. But yeah, I was 30 years old when I finally mm. saw the end of that. and Still scares me though. Horrible, horrible creature, the child catcher. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What an awful movie. Yeah, it's a crap movie anyway, so. <laughs> uh, one of the things we did, we have stopped completely is YouTube. But it's been probably, yeah. uh, going on 18 months or more now. Um, he was what Thomas was watching a, you know, one of those um, play with the toys, kids opening presents videos. Yeah, and it's one. It's quite a popular one. It's where the like the dad's involved in it all the time. And yeah, the kid opens the unboxes the toy and then they they play with it and whatever. And um, like we've never, he, he's never watched a lot of YouTube. But for a while he was watching, I don't know what TV show, and there was like you could get. Um, basically every episode on YouTube and so yeah. it was convenient to jump on there um, and then he'd love those toy um, shows but this guy was talking about it was a it was a Lego police station yeah and of course yeah there's a jail and the, one of the characters goes to jail and this guy's talking about about to dive headlong into how not everyone in jail is guilty <laughs> useful for six-year-olds yeah <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's, yeah, we need to remember that you know not everyone who goes to prison is is guilty and you might end up in jail for a lot and i'm like what the fuck did you do what did you end up in prison for so i'm like no nah, i think that's enough buddy yeah. and we've we, we haven't even got the app on his on his ipad someone anymore. who's done something so bad that he's been told he can't write about it he can't he can't present it in any way so he's found yeah. a format yeah. I know how I'm going to get my argument across I'm going to get my son to build Lego I'm going to slowly build up a YouTube following Dad, Dad can we make this Lego plane we are making the police station, the police station. Again. it's time Remember? it's time and just the jail actually we'll make the policemen all have sad faces because they're nasty people yeah yeah so we get rid of that it's a it's a really I mean YouTube's just a wormhole of well we've talked about it were you on the show mm. that we we did the, the deep dive into YouTube I don't think I was no I think Joel was Joel talking a Pete. lot about it yeah yeah yeah. no it's like it's it's an, an amazing tool that's just a cesspool of shit yeah there's about 2% which yeah. is beneficial and probably um, useful and great because back on that show we were, we were all talking about how we use it all the time mm. you know for how to do how to do yeah, things everything. to you know it's it's constant tool that's just so valuable my and washing yet, machine is broken down i'll have a look so yeah a and yet you're two to. clicks um from um you know how to blow yourself up in a in a train station yeah watch this woman dressed up as a cow singing songs yeah you seen that in the most the, recent viral yeah yeah picture i'm a cow yeah oh that one that's just it's just the some shelf brackets fixtures falling <laughs> off the wall that was the alien um, yeah, so we've got we've just decided that YouTube's just not yeah, it's good not something that he needs to yeah know for for now. Nah. Um, I'll use it with him every now and then, like when it's you know yeah. How, what's this all about, Dad? Well, let's find a, let's find a video. But yeah, that, if it's again all. monitored and yeah. and focused, but it it's it's risky as an ad, adult to to start yeah. watching stuff on YouTube because you go, oh, well, I'll watch that then. Yeah, and now I'll watch that one next. Yeah. And for a kid, it just must be like yeah. freedom in a sweet. Tell you what, I watched one flat Earth video, <laughs> <laughs> and now you're all over it. Oh. How do those people even vote? <laughs> How is that even?
podcast and I listen to half of it because I'm driving yeah. and then I'd never go back and finish it. Yeah. So, and I, I don't, I don't get into enough. I don't, I don't, you know, we do playlists. I never listen to podcasts because of the same thing. My commute is 12 minutes. 12 minutes, yeah. And majority of that 12 minutes is being spoken to by my son in the back of the car <laughs> asking me what time it is. Well, half of the podcasts I listen to are completely inappropriate. But <laughs> so I can't so he just to has to car. cover his ears. No, I'm, uh, yeah, garden, headphones, podcasts. Yeah. Like six hours on a weekend, I'll, yeah, podcast. Yeah, see, I'm too obsessed with music. I think that's my problem. Yeah, I would like to get back into listening to music but I'm so invested in some of the podcasts that I don't want to miss yeah. episodes of and I think about music like I get excited about listening to music and but I sort of go back to what I know and trust yeah or you know quite often yeah. I think you know the, these these uh, streaming sites are good Spotify and iTunes music are good opportunities because so many good playlists come up on them and you do find lots of different opportunities to to, to stream new stuff but I, know, I listen to the radio sometimes I just feel like I'm out of touch yeah you're old yeah it is and I'm old and I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm I'm 36 and, but even tonight I um, had Triple J on in the car and yeah the old people station yeah and yeah. I'm just can I can I get into this I don't really know if uh, there's too much stuff and it all sounds the same but that's, a, but that's a real race. thing. That's a real thing. Mm. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a, a name for it. I can't think what it is now, but there's a, there's a bunch of studies going how, showing how when you hear or experience something for the first time, it's much, much better. Yeah. And so when the, the music we grew up with sounds better to us because it was the first time we heard it. Yeah, okay. Even though it was influenced by lots of people before it yeah, and yeah. all that sort of stuff, mm. that music to us is special because it was the first time we heard yeah. it. Now when we hear so many iterations of what we think is the same thing and the younger people are listening to something they're like this is amazing this is the greatest mm. thing ever and you're like oh, can't even get on. close but for them it is right. for them it is because it's the first time they're, they're hearing they've it they've had that and that, yeah. that's amazing like you know my, my biggest thing with it always is I will never criticise people for wanting to listen to music yeah. you know, I, I, I got a bit of a thing about seeing kids walk around with their friends with one earpiece in with a headphone in well you're actually meant to be um conversing but if they're listening to music then fantastic if you're getting into it and it does something for you but yeah it's interesting that there is a a method for that because there's so many things at the moment where i just think oh are you are you getting into that like how are you how are you linking with this because it doesn't do anything for me it's just noise it's just rubbish I mean, you know, and it just shouldn't be classified in the same categories as the stuff we use to listen to. You know, rap music is not rap music anymore. No, R and B is not R and B. Nah, well, R and B is a long way from what it was. But you know, I think you know, rap music and from my era, you know, Notorious B.I.G. and Snoop mm -hmm. Dogg, and even as I went through my early years at uni, when he came back out, yeah, with 2001, and and now you've got someone like Drake, who I know. Joel will kill me for criticizing him because Joel <laughs> thinks he's still 17. Um, but I, I just don't get it. There's no hook for me. There's no beat. There's yeah. no yeah. emotion or yeah. too much emotion. Let, I mean, do, Drake, do, just, let, will we do? Let's um, do what's on your playlist now. Yeah. I'll just switch this switch over because yeah. it links in perfectly yeah. with, what's, with why, what's on my what's on well, your playlist. Well, it kind of does with me as well. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So what's on your playlist? So at the moment... You know, talking about music and finding it hard to to link with new stuff that really, really means anything to me. Um, 
is a band that I discovered last year whilst I was living away. I was living in Cooktown. Australian band, Sydney-based band called Hellions. Yeah. Um, just a fantastic punk band. It's almost just sort of un- unashamed, unashamedly positive, happy punk music. Happy punk. Melodic, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I say that. The last album is called Opera Oblivia and there's a fair bit of negative vibes within it but the melodies are just so pure and yeah, right. wonderful and yeah. singable and and I've found myself just hooked on that album I listened to it obsessively last year and they've just announced they've got a new one coming out so they've released the first three tracks and my son's into it yeah. which just osmosis he doesn't get much choice of what he listens to in the house but him and I have just been dancing around the garden listening to the new tunes yeah. that are coming off this new album but it's just it makes you smile the newest song is called smile funnily enough um and it's just a, it's a good it's a positive attitude on stuff you know and it's talking about the current song is about how we're so engaged in ourselves and making sure everyone thinks that we're happy and yeah that we just don't need to yeah. and the line is you know if we could just shut the fuck up maybe we could smile for once <laughs> and it's just i just it makes it does make me smile it makes me very happy so hellions, hellions. well worth a listen hellions what about yourself so we're talking about uh, Dre, yes, and Snoop Dogg. Yep, uh, I watched the Netflix documentary The Deplorables. Yes, have you heard of it? Yes, uh, it's, like, it's like yeah. a four part. It's a four. It's, it's long. I think it's like an each each episode is like an hour and a half. So it's the like four. Ones. The, the the Deplorables. Is that what it's called? I'm sure it's called the Deplorables. Like the, Dre and Jimmy Iovine. Yeah, I think it's called is it the Deplorables. The, the Defiant, the defiant ones. ones. Is yeah. it the Defiant ones. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, it is. He is deplorable. Yeah, but it is. It was. Yeah. In sections. Yes. Oh, I just loved it. Fantastic, isn't it? Ah, oh, like just the number of artists that they've worked with and yep. collaborated with and, and inspired and moved yep. on. Like it was just like one after the other. And having uh, like my uh, my older brother and sister are ten and eleven years older than me, so that um, start of Jimmy Iovine's career yep. was right in the sweet spot of their beginning of their music listening. So. Yep. Um, the Mellencamp's and uh, not Mellencamp, um, Springsteen, Springsteen and Fleetwood Mac and yeah, and I was like, it was just like, I was just reliving my entire musical um, journey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just loved it, loved every second of it. I think what what really clicked with me is having such an, a love of music, and I've always loved music, and quite you know, oh, very outspoken about my my likes and my dislikes with music and what fits with me, and I feel like I listen to music quite critically. Um, but to to hear about someone like him who has like an absolute genius ear for it now every single artist he's ever worked with talk about you know his mm. st- how stringent he was mm. about getting everything absolutely perfect and trying things 30 or 40 times it's just it's an obsession it's like it's mm. built into him that he's almost robotic mm. with his, his music ability it's and it was, it was I enjoyed um because during um, NWA's reign, yeah. I was in. So at ninety two, I finished high school. So I, you know, was in high school during the the real rise of rap and hip hop. Yeah. And at the beginning, I didn't get it. You know, I was a I was a rock fan, yeah. and so I didn't really get it. And even though there was some there was some some tracks and stuff that I, I liked, it was sort of it was new, it was different, it was foreign to me. And then it wasn't until sort of the mid '90s and starting to go back and listen to stuff and discovering you know, LL Cool J and, yeah. and going back through it and then having all this material that had just 
uh, you know, being available and then getting the backstory to it yeah. in hindsight. And it was just, it was really interesting because these, these guys who were just vilified, you know, in the media yeah. for being, you know, gangsters and stuff and then seeing the reality of them like just going, well, that, that, this would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, let's just try that. <laughs> yeah, let's just try this, yeah. But it worked for them, you know, that, that vilification that they got was just everything they needed. Mm. You know, it was everything that they wanted really was mm. was to, to promote themselves as being those characters mm. and they almost essentially became sort of caricatures a little bit yeah. of themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, and even their own, you know, their own um, careers went off in separate ways. You know, Ice Cube lived that for a long, yeah. long time before yeah. he started making movies about yeah. snow dogs. And playing and, cops on and playing. <laughs> yeah. But he was, he was, he was an angry, angry, angry man, or at least yeah. seemed or to be. the character like, was. Yeah. yeah. But it was, but there was almost, there's always been that desire to have that sort of natural aggression mm. with it, you know, even with punk. And it was the punk of hip hop, really. They were like but a punk band. It's rock and roll. Mm. Rock and roll is everything your parents hate. Yeah, exactly. From, from any generation. That's, yeah. what, that's what it always stands for. Yeah. And there was a song, there was a song on Triple J Tonight, which I didn't really link with. And I was trying to listen to it. I was like, yeah, I can see where they're coming from. I can see what they're aiming for. And it was about being young yeah. and your parents not understanding it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, this is so self-referential right now. I can't quite cope with this situation. These kids are probably 17 and thinking of me as a granddad yeah. for not getting yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, let's go back to the old hip hop. That's what we need. Uh, that's good. I'm going to Yeah, it's a good show that. I disappointed yeah. it was only four episodes, really, because it's a bit Yeah, I know. I, know. I like things like that because it's short and sweet. Because I watched that while I was crook. Yeah. And so I watched almost the whole thing in one day. Yeah. And I just couldn't stop. I just couldn't yeah. stop watching that. And just what a weird, you know, like him as a character, Ivy. Ivy, you know, just yeah. Always on his yeah. phone, always. Yeah. Always doing something still. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I loved how he automatically realized after working with Springsteen that he's not an engineer, yeah. but still had something to offer. Yeah. Yeah. And then dragging the sound engineer into the next one mm. and they're going, who's this? Oh, he's your sound engineer. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm going to produce this. I'm producing it. Yeah. I know what I want. Yeah. And he's going to make it yeah. happen. And yeah, so it's, it's that, I know that drive in people sometimes. And, and, and it's a vision. Yeah, because we keep saying I, I don't want to work this. I don't want to work hard, but I'm just driven yeah. to produce this thing that and I, I want to be the best it could possibly be. And yeah. I think that's interesting. Like, there's always a. I think I always question myself as to how driven I truly am in certain situations, mm. and I don't think I'm anywhere near as driven as I could be no. with anything. No, no, <laughs> you know, no. No. Um, and especially again comes back to musical musically. Yeah. You know, it's been. The one, I don't know, the one, but the main talent that I would say I have. And even in that sense, I am way, way down the pecking order in terms of ability when it comes to things like playing the guitar. And yet I could sit in a room with 20 people who can't play the guitar and they think it's the best thing they've ever heard, yeah. which is amazing for me. Yeah. And yet I listen to music sometimes and I'm blown away by the way people do things or I'm blown away by the desire that people have. And that's come to the forefront of my mind in the last couple of weeks because Dave Grohl has just released a new track 
um, and it's called Play. And it's actually, I think it's, a, I haven't listened to it all the way through actually, but it's about 20 something minutes long. Yeah, right. And he plays every single instrument on it right. and sings. And it was one of his new projects. Now he's at the stage where he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's ticked every box yeah. now. Um, and yet, despite that, he is still seeking. He's still searching for what's next. What can I do next? And he talks about that at the start. He said, you know, I'm, I'm constantly blown away by the fact that every single day there are millions of kids sitting in a room somewhere perfecting an art. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be musical. He's talking musically, but they're doing it some way. But he says, you know, they're trying to learn their instrument. He said, and I've, I've watched it recently in the last couple of years with my kids. Um, and he said, my kids are going through that and wanting to learn. And he said, we never stop. He said, and even myself, you know, I've done all these different things. I've played in all these bands and played all the different instruments. But I'm still finding things that I didn't know I could do or I wasn't. Yeah. And and then that song the song comes from there so i'm still yet to get to go through it um but again it just it just makes me go oh yeah i just sort of picked up a guitar once and learned most of the main chords and i just kind of went yeah that'll do oh, yeah. i'm happy good enough yeah <laughs> i can sing songs to people and, and smile that'll do but like what we're doing now like i should be promoting it more yeah I just don't have the drive to be on yeah. social media to do to do that extra stuff and yeah. whatever. At the same time, though, like I love um, Seth Godin. You know Seth Godin is no. the marketing guru. Um, really good. He's written some really good books. Yeah. Um, but he he describes art as the thing you're doing when you're doing your best work. Like that's yeah. that's art. And so that's where I'm like, well, I, I want to do that. I want to I want to make art just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Whatever it is. At the same time, I know I'm not as driven to do it as well as I probably could yeah. if I was more committed to it. And so it's this, it's that uh, floating between those two worlds of yeah. having some idea of what you want to do and having the energy to do, <laughs> to, it. to do it. But then it's a question as well of, is that you? You know, if you then force yourself to behave and react in a certain way and you, you you enforce that on yourself i've got to do this i've got to get better at this i've got to work that is that really a true reflection is your best work yeah this is me because this is how i behave this is how yeah. i act so it's, yeah. it's a fine balance as yeah. you said you know? absolutely it makes you wonder though what would you do if there wasn't anything else in the way because i know for me um as much as i love doing the podcast as much as i love writing my blog uh sometimes i just don't have the energy because i have a day job yeah you know and I might have a an inspired idea for a blog. It might take me four weeks to actually yeah. get to the point where I'm ready to sit down and write something because yeah. of all the other stuff that, that you know life takes up. If you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you do? Yeah, I'd probably sit and learn to play the guitar properly. <laughs> <laughs> I would certainly sit and just play the guitar. Yeah. And just play and write songs. Yeah. Because it's something that I love doing and it's a real sense of satisfaction when a song is finished and even to the point it doesn't even have to be recorded or mixed or mastered or any of that it might just be the fact that I can sit for three and a half minutes and play through a composition that didn't exist before that I did by myself Um, to be able to sit as you say with that freedom to just sit and Mm. maybe write would be something Mm. 
spoke to my parents this evening the same thing you know my parents are retired and um my son's gone through this stage where he loves talking to everybody about what their favorite things to do are. Yeah. and so he was asking my mum and dad and they said well talking to you on facetime of course they love having a chat um and my mum answered for my dad she said well da which is what my dad goes by da his favorite thing at the moment is just to sit in the room and play the guitar and sing to himself <laughs> he does it all the time and I just looked at both of them and I said, oh, that sounds like a dream. Perfect, yeah. Perfect. Because even, again, when you get through your day job, you then come home and you're, yeah. busy, you're busy at home. Yeah. When you're busy with your kids, and which isn't a complaint, but it's just a change to what it used to be. Yeah, there's only so many hours in a the day. There's yeah. only so much energy you've got to, to distribute between yeah. the things you want to do and have to do. So would you, would you sit and write if you won the lottery tomorrow? Would that be your step or what would you do? I don't know. I don't know. I, I would I would definitely feel like I can commit a lot more to things like the podcast. Yeah. You know, that and not, not financially, I just mean time wise, I'd feel like I could do that. I mean I Tidy and I talk about geez, how how different would life be if you didn't have the mortgage? Yeah. You know, like just the just the freedom of not having that would change your attitude to a whole lot of things that we do because of, you know, that Yeah. You know, yeah, your focus is there because of well, we can't do that because of this and yeah. vice versa. Um, because then the, the question is, well, how much would you have to win to not worry at all? You know what I mean? There's there's always that there's that line because I always I always tell people I, like I don't need more money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like more money would be nice. Yeah. But I'm completely satisfied with my life. Yeah. It's just it's time. It's how yeah. much how much time you've got, and that's where something like a lottery win would change things. I would feel like I could create more time for myself. Would you still work? I think I would. I think mm-hmm. I'd work in some in some respects. And, you know, to have something to say, because people seem to think I've got something to say all the time. <laughs> you actually have to have something that you're doing to yeah. have something to talk about. That's right. Um, so I think I would, but it might not be full time. Yeah. I think I've always said, from a long, long time back, before I bought a lottery ticket in tonight's or tomorrow night's lottery, was that I would go high fidelity, where I would buy a music shop, yeah, right, and sell vinyl, yeah, and instruments probably, yeah, and not give two shits whether anybody yeah. ever came in or bought anything, yeah, <laughs> and I'd only stock the records I want to sell. You know that that book specifically, the movie was good, nowhere near as good as the book, but that book's book spoke to me so much as yeah. a person and just thought I'd love I'd love that little record shop somewhere yeah. um, I mean they're slowly in and out of fashion over the last couple of years they're coming back in and they'll probably drift back out again I think I might um, buy a coffee shop it could be above my music shop it could be above the music yeah. shop and I can have like the writer's booth nice. that's just as mine that's always got the reserved yeah. thing on it that I can go in my coffee shop <laughs> And write and sit in the corner and write. Yeah. When I say writer's booth, I mean owner's booth. Owner's booth. <laughs> the rest of you can come. Yeah. I'm always in here. But yeah, I think, you know, a little coffee shop, music shop, with a bookshop on the top level. Yeah. That'd be golden. Yeah. And then, yeah, you'd have enough stories, I reckon. I think you'd hopefully meet enough people that between, you still have things to talk between about. Between the people coming into the, the record store and the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it'd be enough. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't because yeah. you'd be stuck in a corner facing the other way writing yeah. your blogs. <laughs> I'll write in a novel.
for another show. Thanks for joining us, guys. We really do appreciate that you're listening. But give us your feedback. We love hearing from you. We love hearing what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, we know we're working on the sound quality, so we want to hear whether it's working for you. And we want suggestions for what to talk about. We know lots of you have got opinions. Maybe you want to join us. Let us know. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes. Spread the word. See you around. Thank you.